Hello, everyone. Thank you very much for listening to episode uh, 42 of Professional Insights. I'm Brandon Curry. I'm Jeff Collins. Josh Bond. And Trevor Lindy. Um, we, uh, we're now approaching probably close to 2,000 listens right now. And uh, uh, again, the last couple of episodes, because we, we, we've We went up 600 listens with, with Darren just, here, basically. Well, no. Yeah. Oh, considering he might be a member now. This, this, yeah, he might be a yeah, potential like, co-host here. This seems here. to be a pretty exclusive group, though. He's yeah, got the it's, say, pretty, it's pretty... Sh- Pretty tight. Pretty I did tight. Uh, have some pretty <laughs> high demands coming in, you know. With yeah. oh, you're you're in the, the new, corner. You're going to exceed Brendan's yeah. uh, rider on, yeah, all, yeah, on exactly. all the podcasts. <laughs> yeah. The green M&Ms, the hemorrhoid yeah. pillow, the coffee every five minutes. <laughs> um, okay, so Darren, Poop's again, thanks for, for uh, sticking around. Uh, oh, my uh, pleasure. But we had one more that we wanted to, to touch on, and that's basically uh, people building themselves and being their own GC. That happens right? out there? Yeah. Yeah. So could it's we, easy to do um, it on TV. Can you just get, a can this happen or is this allowed to happen? Because yep. the perception is it can. But what are the steps that if you are going to build yourself, what what do you need to do, and what aren't people doing? Right. So uh, there's a lot of things to be aware of with building. Uh, there's certainly a lot of liability associated with it, but um, you know. If you're going to be uh, going down the route of doing a self-build, and and most people will, you know, the decision-making process will be that, you know, I'm retired, I have some time, or my job's flexible that I can invest some time into it, and I and I like the idea of building my own house, right? And others is that I want to save costs. My uncle is an electrician, and my brother is a drywall guy, you know, and the list goes on, right? My, I get that all the time. Yeah. I'm an electrician. Can I just do that on my yeah. build and all that? Yeah, exactly. Like, well, no, yeah. my warranty, yeah. so I don't yeah, think so. Yeah, exactly. So uh, it's a little bit more difficult, uh, I think, than most people are aware of, and, and there's certainly a few more steps that you got to be aware of. First and foremost, you have to have, I would say, some level of education, um, or understanding of the construction and and the the order of operations in terms of how a, a build progresses, and not only that, you know, having connections with suppliers and subtrades, you know, that you it, trust that you trust and that are you know vetted, right? That that people have some previous experience with because that can get sideways on you real quick in terms of costs, scheduling, um, you know, obviously ensuring that the trades are and good, yeah, <laughs> insurance. insurance, WSIB, mm-hmm. clear, you know, premiums are all paid up. That should so, be your first question okay, when you so, hire somebody working yeah. on your house. G- yeah. Give us, without any, like, obviously, names, because yeah. we don't want to, you know, uh, we don't want to lose any more sponsors. Uh, by the way, thank you very much, Brand Boulevard, for yeah. your uh, your for little the, guest right now. Yeah, we miss you. I appreciate Inter- care already. Yeah, sorry, yeah, sorry we already lost that. Inter- we missed the care. It's gone. So, what? Give us an example. Give me, give me the worst case example that you've seen in, in oh. your career so far. You put me on the spot. I I got to think of that, about that a little well, bit. Well, while he's thinking, I can yeah. I can tell you yeah. one of the things you can do. A lot of people who are self building, they love the cash trades out there, sure, because they want to save money. You know, yep. essentially they're tax evading, and I think almost everybody's done that before. But you have to know the implications of that. Say, for example, you hire someone to do the shingles on your roof. Okay. They're on your roof. They don't have the proper safety equipment on that. They don't have WSIB, or they don't use it on this particular job. They fall off the roof. They paralyze themselves. Who gets sued? The homeowner. Damn right. 
Yeah. The homeowner yeah. will be sued. And then also, yeah, and, and then, and then let's right let's even talk totally. about uh, yeah. a, a renovation that happens um, without any coverage or you know, let's say cash deal, right? Uh, home insurance does that cover that renovation or that? add-on oh that's interesting right because they don't because if there's an electrical fire or whatever the case may be like uh you you do a cash trade with a with an electrician a plumber uh, a carpenter a you know a floor guy a painter whatever with your with your basement at least as a prime example Mm -hmm. your basement catches fire because of the painter you hired well yeah well hey or 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 maybe it's inside the walls or something like that maybe there's an electrical you know what stain there's certain stains that use that you need to contain any rag because it can self-combust so it doesn't sound sounds outrageous Uh but it can happen there you go well thanks for helping out brandon that's yeah. yeah. But, uh, no, but stain. What yes. the, yeah. the home insurance might yeah. not pay out. Am, am I right to say that? Because for sure, I'd, I'd I think the insurance yeah. company would try to get out of it if they I, could. I would, would think they? so, right? I I can't really speak whether, you know, in the case of uh, something happening like that, say, you know, I know electrical. with permitted, if you didn't get a permit, if you were if you were moving walls, yeah, and and you were getting rid of load bearing walls or whatever, the, yeah. and you did not, you did that yourself, and you got, you did not get a permit through the city. Yeah, and it was found that because of that, that was what caused the building failure. The building or failure. Yep. The the home insurance will not pay yeah. out. And that that makes sense. Prove that it was them, though. That's the thing. What if it's an old renovation? Yeah, prove that it was this them. Is a good you question. buy a house. Or, oh, right. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm talking if you do it. If like, it. But I mean, it begs the question, right? You buy a house, and you know, Jeff and I have clients mind. that did it. And good luck proving that they did it. If only we had a lawyer to answer that question. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sue him. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question for one no. of our podcast favorites, Sean, Sean Hetherington, right? Sean Hetherington could be on the show. I hope he's listening right yeah, now. We hope we get a chime in but there. It's funny. You, you bring up the, the, the permitting aspect, but that's another thing that people need to be aware of. They're, they're, if they're taking on the role and responsibility as a general contractor, they're ultimately going to be in charge of obtaining all the items to go for permit and i can tell you and i'm sure jeff could tell you it's it's a it's a pretty substantial stack of paper that goes in for building permit submission with all the things you need to get and a lot of people don't know what all those things are getting you know what's an hvac duct design what the heck is that right uh permits a whole different ball of wax oh yeah a whole podcast but that but that's that's one thing and if if you don't have uh experience in that you're gonna have to try and muddle through that right uh, the other thing is obviously getting your inspections. Technically speaking, anytime you're dealing with uh, anything structural, plumbing, or HVAC related in the home, there is a requirement to pull a building permit. So I guess if, if we're going um, on spec or speculative, a speculative build, yep. okay? So if we in Niagara, just use Niagara as a whole, if you were to spitball the average cost per square foot on a spec build or a speculative build versus what you could have done if you were to build it yourself like like let's educate them on the savings and and then we're also because it's when you really factor it all in that the time and the paperwork that it takes to fill out all of this stuff and the risks associated with it we we could be it's really not that much of a savings when you think about it no well there's significant savings if you're tax evading you know that's that's (laughs) that's where people do a lot of it and that's that's the biggest problem we have here really if you're properly getting bonded people with insurance and paying them the proper there's not substantial savings right you know if you're tax evading 
then, and risking quite yeah. a bit actually if anything happens yeah you could say but is the risk worth the reward but in that okay case? but here's here's a, a question i'm going to push back at you because you get your hst back Right. So then, why a would you a portion of it? Though. A portion of a it. Portion, so then, yeah. what we what, what are we talking the uh, the provincial or the federal you of the HST? Both. both yeah. Right. And so at once you surpass a four hundred thousand dollar threshold, yeah, it's you don't capped. get the federal, right? You don't get the federal. Got it. So you get the full you get the full seven percent on on on, or the full eight uh, percent uh, on everything, and then you only get the six percent back on or the five the five percent because i know it on. gets capped but i thought well the, the sexy number for up. builders is twenty four thousand. that's yeah. where we get the rebate on on most houses exactly essentially you cross the threshold i believe build value of i think it's 425 or 450 if i'm not mistaken i think 450 because it's hst yeah. which would be just is, below 400 which yeah. is the threshold is that you're entitled to a rebate of um Twenty-four thousand five hundred, I believe the number is. We so. get it anywhere from five to seven years back from the government, I think. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You haven't got one. <laughs> and, and yeah, we made a comment earlier <laughs> about yeah, uh, the about government that. will happily pay you interest on <laughs> that. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> so, and yeah. I guess like you got the insurance and liability associated with injury and theft and that kind of stuff. So, yeah. what do you what what like? I guess what that so it has it, to be stated so loudly. Yeah, stuff, like though, I because, just yeah. like you should have. I'm sure you got a two training from height certificate. You got to have if you're only oh, yeah. like yeah. four feet off the ground of anything. You got to have like a safety harness on there. I believe there's for my guys to work on site uh, and to keep ministry labor at bay because that's another thing people need to be aware of. If you're doing your own build, you need to do the project notification to ministry labor. Uh, and obviously, if people are doing it kind of under the table, they're not going to do that. But you risk yourselves getting shut down a stop work order being issued, right? Uh, anything with a project value, I believe, over 50000 you need to have your uh, project notification completed. Uh, and then further that, you need to, uh, all your trades and everything need to be in compliance with their WSIB premiums and everything like that. And Ministry of Labor will show up on site to do periodic inspections. We're in their good books, so they tend not to come around our sites too often. But uh, I believe my guys on site, there's five different certifications they need, and they all expire at different differing times. So uh, first aid, CPR, uh, WEMIS training, which is the uh, chem, yep. you know hazardous, hazardous yeah. materials, uh, working at heights, and basics of supervisory, uh, basics of supervision. Is there a so, fall, fall arrest or is and, working and at heights? Working at heights, yeah. They kind of refer to that now as working okay. at heights. Okay. But yeah, fall yeah. So. And then, uh, Trevor, with, with the lending side of it, I mean, obviously, if you're self-financing, then really it doesn't really matter. But yep. if, if you are self-building, yep. um, what what do the banks and what have you want? Quite odd. It is getting harder. But the basically, to finance the self-build, they're looking for proof that you have a demonstrated history and capability of being able to do this getting the project from start to finish. They want to make sure that their money and their their uh, collateral is protected. Yeah. Can they right? ask for the first one though? You know what? Like, and in, you're just and in instances, for, yeah, for like yourself, if I right? if I went to build build a house for myself, so I'll, I'll put myself in this example, yeah. they're going to look and they're going to say, "Well, Trevor, what experience do you have in building?" Right? And I'm going to have to wheel and deal and yeah. you know kind of can they ask yeah. for the invoices for the work done with with wsib on it and all that stuff too and hst remitted pr to protect them so they know it's done by reputable uh, trades in in some instances uh they may want 
uh, invoices, paid copies of paid invoices to make sure mm -hmm. before they're going to go and advance money. Uh, depends on the reasonability of it, right? Yeah. So it depends so on the I circumstances. I think that's an easy way and, they could fix it. And it depends it and on the lender. Is, you know, from a permit standpoint, like the city is making us pay pretty good money for permits yeah. inspections. Mm -hmm. Here's the work that was done. Here's the invoices that were paid. Yeah. Here's the people who had WSIB. Oh, your roof was done. Had no WSIB. Well, you remember our earlier episode talking about Tarion. Yeah. What Tarion's doing now is calling the municipalities and finding out where the permits have been pulled, mm -hmm. and then they're showing up. Uh, and actually, Ministry of Labor, I believe, is doing the same thing. Yeah, so they're yeah. talking to the municipality. Can you give me the permits pulled for renovations and additions in this area? We're going to do a bit of a blitz, right? Mm -hmm. And then they'll just show up. So, so they're I think all, the argument they're all would be that, yeah, that most they, people would say, I did it myself. I shingled it myself and all right. that, right? But yeah, easy yeah. ways to skirt the fact that people are, and are not getting proper people doing it. No. So yeah, my comments, sure. though, about financing, too, are financing if you're doing it through a bank or a credit union. Let's be honest. You and I both personally know an individual that built their own house. They used private money to get it done, to get it in place. And then they were able to refinance it because of the strict requirements that it is to build a house when you, uh, um, you know, on a self-build or, or just the excuse me, qualification criteria, mm -hmm. right, with draw schedules. Yeah. Well, actually, and, and to what Trevor's saying, I just experienced this with uh, one of our clients where uh, they were in the process of acquiring financing. And this particular build, we were doing uh, a partial build. So still tarry on registered but we were taking it up to a certain point where it's shell complete roughed in interior and then the client was going to take over and do the the finishing aspect essentially take it from insulation on you know with the exterior being completed what had happened though is that our contract uh had specified uh the scope of work and i made a note on the top corner that you know if the client was going to decide to take on some additional work in the in the contract uh it may not uh, you know, it may not be eligible for Tarion registration, right? Because it's not considered enough of a percentage done by the builder, so to speak. Do you, is there a set percentage that has to be done by the builder in order for it to qualify? Usually, like, yeah. Generically? So typically the rough-ins are, are a big okay. turning point within okay. that, right? So you can actually do um, a foundation and frame the house and it, and it technically could be exempt from Tarion, right? Because they, they need to look at the substantial amount of completion yeah. that the builder's taking on. So in this particular example, they the client went to obtain some lending and, and had some troubles uh, obtaining that because they saw the note and then the lender, the next question for the lend, from the lender was, well, can I see what it's gonna cost to finish the rest of the build? And they're like, well, I haven't done that. And they're like, yeah, we're not gonna be able to, to issue any lending on this project because of that, right? Yeah. So I find that an interesting, you know, uh, scenario. You're saying, what What if you did the whole house, you, you're up to drywall. So, yep. you know, you, yep. you've got the paint on the drywall. Yep. And the, the buyer says, I'm going to do the kitchen cabinets. I'm yep. going to do the floors. I'm going to do the bathrooms. And then they proceed to put up the kitchen cabinets and say, for example, they screwed right through an electrical wire. Yeah. The wire burns down the house. And then they blame it on the builder, but it was the person to the kitchen. Yeah. Like that, that's an interesting scenario that, there. Yeah. I mean, who would it, be responsible for it? Exactly. It gets into a really, a real gray area at that point, right? So you need to be obviously very careful. And, and, and Josh can probably speak to this, is that that contract needs to be well documented yeah. in terms of, where, you where know. the responsibilities and exactly. liability, right? It so is. It's just, Absolutely. Think, well, and there's nothing saying that, you know, your example, like say you're, in my particular case, we're getting it up to that point of uh, roughed and interior. 
but then he brings in a speaker guy to come and run some cables and and buddy chops out a floor joist yeah or something like that right yeah you know i've seen that so many times i've been in the houses and people just say uh, you know, I, I don't like my ceiling so low. I'm just going to run my ductwork right through these joists here that are carrying my floor, and who needs them, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I had a contractor, and I think they might have cut through a floor joist when they were doing a reno in my bathroom. Oh, yeah? Like, yeah. Put, a, put a good notch in it. Yeah, right? like, yeah. Well, you should see some of the stories I've had doing inspections and all that. We've, we've been on a second floor of a two-story, and they took out a whole post for half of the, the, the bedroom right there. We literally went upstairs and jumped, and you could see the whole floor. Was like, yeah, no. And I, I told my, my, go ahead, you jump. I'm not going up there. Screw that. I'm not yeah. breaking my back. And yeah. they just, well, we don't like the post there. We'll take it out. Yeah. <laughs> but the other thing, uh, obviously, the the insurance aspect, most builders will have a, you know, a blanket builder's risk policy, which will protect them against liability, um, injury, fire, theft, vandalism. So that's another thing people need to be aware of, right? Um and I don't know how insurance companies look at somebody doing a self-build versus the insurance premiums. I'm sure that a builder would probably pay a little bit less because they're doing right. a greater volume and they have the experience, right? Yeah. So, I think one of the things to look at when you're hiring people again to go back and stuff we talked before, if your price is really low, it's probably because they are not including yeah. it in insurance yeah. or HST or anything like that. Yeah. The questions you should ask right away, your, your contractors, do you have WSIB? Do you have an HST number? If they mm-hmm. don't provide either of them, should raise a, a red flag. Well, and just so people realize that, um, you know, I do have a history of working for CRA way back, way back in the day, and uh, so it is illegal. <laughs> I'm not working for them now. Uh, it is illegal to issue an invoice with HST on it without the HST number on the invoice. You yeah. cannot do that. So when an invoice comes across and it says either HST included or a line broken out with HST on it, if there's not an HST number, which is a num- which is their business number ending in RT0001, that's the as HST. Opposed as opposed to, yeah. So just so people know, there's the you have an eight-digit business number that everyone needs to be registered. And then at the end... There is usually 0001 or 0002, depending on how many HST number divisions they have. And then the RT is the HST number. They have to provide that on the invoice. Otherwise, they cannot collect or make you pay HST because that means they're not remitting it to the government. And your accountant can look up to see if the HST number is accurate. 100%. Yeah. So that's a a big, good point, Brandon. Yeah. Or the lawyer can. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, So so obviously some things to be aware of with... You know, well, the, the, the savings are, are, are could be significant yeah, definite. when done improperly, yep. but the risk is, I don't know, you, you have to see yeah. if it outweighs the reward for it because it's not as, as cut and dry as, as oh, yeah. I, I built this, this house for this much money. One person yeah. falls off your roof, gets electrocuted, falls down the stairs. Yeah. Yeah. several ways that happen, and you're going to lose all the, the savings you got on yeah. there, you know, so it's yeah. good luck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and you, I think you are required to live in it if you build it. Yeah, and well, in and order because if you otherwise, if you build it with the intention of selling, then it's got to then be, then you need to be registered, right? Yeah. But but again, there's uh, that's where and and I could say firsthand in Niagara here that 
There's a lot of this business that goes on with uh, people trying to skirt around this whole registration. Yeah, well, they have a couple yeah. beds in there to make it look like they live yeah, there and all yeah. that stuff. They show up on weekends. Well, it's they cut not. The grass. I mean, I know Jeff and I were talking about this earlier, but it's quite a process to go through in terms of obtaining your registration yeah. with Tarion, right? Yeah. So a lot of people will. And it's harder now than it yeah, was too. Yeah. Like now you, you have to do all seven up. courses for it. You go yeah. through financial yeah. interview. You go through. They want to know what you're doing, what's your plan. Oh yeah, I think upon renewal, you need to be providing. You need to provide them their full financial statement. Every yeah. year you have to yeah. give them your financial statements. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. So they're yeah. not just giving it to anybody or anything yeah. like that, too. And it's nice. And we were just talking about this earlier. I, I've only had mine for two years now. And, and it's not like they said, here, kid, go ahead, go build 10 houses. Yeah. It's yeah. We're going to start you with one, see how you're doing. Crawl yeah. first. We'll expand, yeah, you got yeah. to crawl before you walk and you got to walk before you, yeah. you run and you know run before you sprint. Yeah, it yeah. is good to have them, I guess, as a little bit of a policing, something yeah. about policing, right? Yeah. Well, sure. and, and, and we said earlier, and I, I want to repeat this again, you can go to Tarion, look up their number, look out their claims against them. You know, there's a lot of information provided out there that people don't know. So yep. I'm speaking to realtors out there because a lot of us will buy from builders and we need to know. They all say, anybody heard about this builder? Go to Tarion. You can, you can phone them if it's not there because it could be under a corporate number or a corporate number also known as, and they have a name. Yeah. But if they change their Tarion number, they'll show previous Tarion numbers that they were under too. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so and it's you not can actually search by the principal's first name as well. So yeah. Not just like their business nice. number or their business yeah, name. Which you is could, good, right? And if yeah. there's a claim on yeah. flooring for $2,000, it will show in their history. You yeah. Know? So it'll show everything that they had. Yeah. You know, so yeah. it's a great tool out there. There is an extra cost to it. It's part of the cost of houses going up in price and all that and the taxes and the trades and all that stuff. But you essentially you're paying fair market value for most of these houses you're not you know paying too much money for this stuff yeah. you're protected you have a 7 year warranty it's a great investment when you're buying a new build from a reputable builder yeah you know and they're they're not all reputable builders. they're not all reputable cashiers or insurance people like that. you know they're just just ask who you're dealing with every time yeah yep. yeah absolutely well, I think that wraps it up. Uh, thanks very much for popping by, Darren, and taking time. My on pleasure. Your, uh, Thank you. Yeah, thanks, Darren. Great. No, it's, uh, you got a lot it's great to be here and chat with you yeah. guys. And Let thanks. us join your podcast one time, then. Huh? Yeah, I don't have one currently, but this is this pretty fun. I might, to, I might need <laughs> yeah. to do one. Yeah, and thanks for Brand for that. Uh, yeah, little notepad. Yeah, no guys problem. Right? Sharing Brand. your green M and M's with us too. Yeah, I know. That's beautiful. All right. Thanks very much, everyone, for listening to uh, the episode. And, uh, hey, keep your questions coming, and uh, we'll try to get the guests on if we don't know the answers. And, and please share it when you get a chance. On share and care. If you can. Help us help you stay informed. That's our oh. delayed tagline. Every <laughs> take time. take, take care. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Do, did, will. The Story of People podcast is now available on the Crier Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks, Undercurrent Podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holowaty from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Crier Media Network. 
I'm Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people. He, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. All, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all have. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from JeffWoodsRadio.com. Produced by Cryer Media and distributed by the Sound Off Media Company.